Hello, my name is Reverend Seth Nelson, and I am the pastor of Faith Lutheran Church in Ronan, Montana. Join in weekly to hear the good news of God's love proclaimed over your life. You can follow us on Podbean and iTunes. God bless you this day. Our gospel lesson for, for this morning comes from Luke, the 12th chapter. Jesus said, I came to bring fire to the earth, and how I wish it were already kindled. I have a baptism with which to be baptized, and what stress I am under until it is completed. Do you think that I've come to bring peace to the earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. From now on, five in one household will be divided, three against two and two against three. They will be divided. Father against son and son against father. Mother against daughter and daughter against mother. Mother Mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law and daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. He also said to the crowds, When you see a cloud rising in the west, you immediately say, It's going to rain. And so it happens. When you see the south wind blowing, you say, There will be scorching heat. And it happens. You hypocrites! You know how to interpret the appearance of earth and sky. But why do you not know how to interpret the present time? Here ends our gospel lesson. Please be seated. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. This past week we had our first week of vacation Bible school since 2019. It's kind of amazing to me that it has been so long since we last had it. And prior to this week, every time our family drove past Mission Valley United Methodist uh, down on Post Creek Hill, where VBS has been hosted before, my kids shout, Hey, Dad, that's the Bible School Church. It has been three years, but they still remember the lessons, experiences, and fun that they had when when they were merely three years old and two years old. Many thanks to the Methodists for hosting our VBS again this past week. Now, our theme for VBS this year was Rocky Railway. Jesus' power pulls us through. Remember what we said, kids? Trust Jesus. Everybody, trust Jesus. If you couldn't guess, you're the railroad conductor on that one. As you might imagine from the title, there were lots of talk, uh, was a lot of talk of railroads, skits with our very own conductor, railroad maintenance guy, and videos with all sorts of railway imagery for backgrounds. There were also themes around animal characters who, at least I think, are creatures that are likely to hang around the tracks as trains travel through the mountains. There was Ramsey the Ram, Ava the red-tailed hawk, Sierra the mountain lion, a fish whose name I can't seem to remember. His name's Finn. Finn. Finn the fish. All right. (laughs) See, my son's checked in here. (laughs) My personal favorite, Lawrence Elk. 
Get it? <laughs> I was impressed by how our kids really engaged with the material. Had fun as we played games in the hot evening sun. I was on the outside duty. And actually, actually danced to the choreography on the screen. Some years I question how much kids from our valley have really gotten into their VBS experience. This year, I had no doubt that they enjoyed most everything and learned a great deal about trusting Jesus along the way. I'm not sure of the origin of vacation Bible school programs overall. Actually, Chris, do you know a history of VBS? Okay. <laughs> uh, so there's two. Carl, do you know? All right, there's three pastors in the room who have no idea how VBS became so big. But programs like the one that we helped put on last week are pretty standard anymore for churches across the United States. It gives us an opportunity to teach the faith to the next generations during the summer months when our students are out of school. It gives them an extra opportunity to connect with their church family as they learn about God's love for us in Jesus Christ through songs, games, skits, and all sorts of crafts. For those of us Christians who actually attend church, it brings us, I would say at least most of us, significant joy to see the love of God and the faith of our ancestors reflected in the smiles and hearts of our children and grandchildren. The enduring love of God is worth sharing, and it is not only worth sharing with our neighbors and peers, it is especially worth sharing with those who are trying to discover their place and their worth in the world and the world that they are growing into. However, though we have seen these seeds of faith planted in our youth for decades, sadly, these seeds do not, uh, often do not bloom into a lifelong faith, as many of us would hope. Many of the children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren that we have brought to the fount of baptism taught the, faith, uh, taught the faith to in Sunday school, vacation Bible school, and other youth programs. And several of those that we have confirmed with promises and commitments to keep the faith into adulthood no longer go to church. And some do not even identify as Christian anymore. It is sad but true that many of the ways the church has sought to raise up the next generations of Christian adults is now resulting in the greatest rise in faithlessness and churchlessness our nation has ever known. Jesus, in our gospel passage for this week, told us that realities like this would happen. Though we might think that the truth of God's love, mercy, and redemption might bring us all together as communities and families, our Messiah told us that we should expect, or we should not expect this result after all. Jesus said, Do you think that I've come to bring, you, bring peace to the earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. From now on, five in one household will be divided, three against two and two against three. They will be divided father against son and son against father, mother against daughter and daughter against mother, 
mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law and daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. Hard words to hear. And I imagine that most of us have experienced some truth in them in one way or another, at one time or another. Hopefully you have not experienced division over religion and the Christian faith in your household and family. But perhaps you have. Perhaps you have not experienced these divisions in your family. But perhaps your faith has led to tension and struggles with neighbors, friends, and co-workers. Perhaps your faith has led to division and struggles elsewhere in your life. These are challenges that I doubt any of us would desire or choose if we were given a choice. But they are realities, nonetheless. Moreover, the real division that persists in our families, friendships, and communities around the truth of the good news of Jesus Christ was predicted and foretold by Jesus himself. Cannot simply wish or pray these divisions away since God saw them as the way of the world from the time of Christ's death and resurrection onward. Still, though these situations are sad but true, real and persistent, many of us have experienced the opposite as well. I hope you've had experiences when faith has brought you closer to your parents, siblings, children, grandchildren, friends, and neighbors. I hope you have known moments of connection and friendship that have sprung up from a mutual love of God and a mutual faith in God's presence in your life and the lives of those that you know. I pray that we all experience connection and community when we come together at church week after week, Sunday after Sunday. It is my hope that we are challenged to love others on account of our faith, in spite of any divisions that might exist between us otherwise. I have experienced this just as much as I have experienced divisions on account of our shared faith. It is precisely because of the fact that the five cannot always hang together, that the three need to support the three, and the two need to support the two. Especially when division or loss in the family and community arises. None of us gets to where we are going on our own, especially in our faith journeys. In moments when loneliness and isolation creep in the most, from loss of relationship or friendship, from loss of job, farm, fire, or whatever other sort of loss, God calls us to support one another in our times of greatest need. In the time of the early church, when this passage from Luke was written down, the early Jewish Christian communities felt this very acutely. And the various Jewish communities spread throughout Judea and the wider Mediterranean world. Some Jews believed that Jesus was indeed the Messiah who had been foretold. While other family members, friends, and rabbis firmly rejected this new faith. 
The divisions between them were stark, difficult, and at times even vicious. In our own time, divisions in society persist, yes. But the divisions that creep up because of adversity, poverty, illness, and even death are often felt all the worse. It is through these times that God calls us to support one another in whatever way we can, because the support that is needed most is often lacking otherwise. Where there is division, for whatever reason, there should also be connection and support, especially from those of us who live in Christian community together. In the end, we know that this world divides. We know that friends betray. And we know that death steals far too many from our midst. And as Christians, we willingly endure all of this because we know that Christ will make it right in the end, one way or another. Where there is isolation, there is opportunity for support. Where there is division, there is opportunity for connection. Where there is hatred, there is opportunity for us to show love to one another in new and surprising ways. Where there is death, there is always and forever the promise of resurrection and new life. May we trust in these better realities that God has in store for those who journey, supporting one another with Christian love and faithfulness along the way. Amen. I hope that you've enjoyed this week's sermon podcast. If you'd like to hear more, read my blog, or get a copy of my book called The Church Unknown, go to www.revsethnelson.com. If you feel called to support our ministry, I invite you to go to our church's website at flcronan.org and click on the Offerings tab. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.